Welcome to Anyone Can Play Guitar, a podcast where we try to learn every Radiohead song on guitar in order. I'm Nick Kendallsperger. And I'm Austin Diaz. We're at the end of this album project. How does it feel? I am ready to be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, I know what's coming. Like, the first part of the podcast process was counting down to the Kid A amnesiac era, just to see, like, how that was going to go. And then now, I mean, like, I'm really excited for the next album. And this album was just sort of the one that was in between. We knew that it would be difficult or, like, not as exciting. I wasn't prepared for just how disappointed I would be, but we'll save some of these comments for later because we're going to talk about what we think. We do need to say at the beginning that we are going to talk about our favorite songs from the Hail to the Thief period, right? Um, which and our sort of impressions on the album overall, but we'll get to that at the end. At the end. Listen to the whole podcast, please. (laughs) Because first we have to get to the EP that came with this album called Calm Lag, we think. Yeah. This is what we're going with, Calm Lag. Right, I mean, like, it's not, uh, I would, if it had a K instead of a C at the beginning, you know, in like two M's, you could say like Calm Lag, like something like German, but that's not the German spelling. The Calm Lag EP is one of their least well-reviewed releases of their career. It doesn't hang together as an EP at all, even less so than the OK Computer B-side album, the Airbag EP. That stands as like a masterpiece compared to this one. I mean, was it originally just in Japan? Or did they just have Japanese on the cover? Well, what I remember is I think Pitchfork reviewed it when it came out. And it was import only, so it was more expensive to get this EP. And then the first, like, thousand copies or so had a glitch in it. So you would start playing, um, it was either Scatterbrain or Remixatosis, and it would just go, Oh no. <laughs> so, it was, so it was like a bad burn on top of being, like, a disappointing EP. Anyway, with that grand introduction, what more could we say? But let's get to the first song, Paper Bag Writer. How did you sit down to learn this song? I didn't really. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know. Like, it's just a little, it's just an electronic song. Um, There's some bass, right? Yeah. That that D flat, like, comes in, like. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I tried to sit down and um, do an acoustic version of this song, just to, like, put the chords together. You know, you just have, like. I mean, which is, I mean, it's just, you're just walking down a minor chord, and then they have these weird forms for the D minor, like D minor and then E flat minor, and then you're just back. 
which I like that part, I guess. If you like the D flat minor, the D minor, E flat minor. But basically, you're pedaling again. I mean, it's, yeah. these are old tricks up the Yorkian sleeve. I love this Colin quote where he said, Tom did it in LA, I think, and we did some drums on it in London. And yeah, it's kind of, it's just a bit of fun, really, I suppose. Yeah, I, I will say, like, as far as, like, a little bit of fun, like, this one is, like, it's all right. It just it just goes on for too long, I think. It's a really long song. And I just, like, maybe want to just go and listen to Talk Show Host instead. Yeah. And, I mean, like, they don't even have that much, you know, like, for all of these songs, like, Citizen Insane has very little. I mean, Reddit has, like, a whole discussion about it that we'll get to. But okay. and this song like sort of rates okay on the Reddit discussion. I mean, I remember I listened to it because I downloaded it when it came out illegally. Yeah. And I maybe oh, yeah. listened to it a couple times, but it's like not a song I return to and I won't return to it again. <laughs> I had for- totally forgotten about it. I couldn't have told you anything about it. I kind of like the, the first verse, the blow into this paper bag. Go home and stop grinning at everyone. Yeah, like I was, I was like, and then the bass you write is like it's very simple, but it is it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then, man, it just keeps going on, and there's nothing there. And I just it's really crazy because even on like you think about some of the instrumental tracks from OK Computer, like Meeting yeah. in the Aisle, you know, like yeah. And then to have this, it just sort of feels like it was an idea and. It was either stretched too far or didn't have enough attention placed on it. I hate to say this maybe, but like you have, sometimes you have those authors where once they get a bit more successful, they stop being edited so much. Like people aren't questioning like uh, if they should have a novel that is 800 pages, like Stephen King or J.K. Rowling or something like that. Like, you know, they just stop editing them because the books are doing well. And I just feel like this is sort of a song where like somebody should have stepped in and be like, hey guys. Let's let's like yeah. get in and get out on this song. If you want to have it on there, like I mean, meeting in the aisle, they get in, they get out. Like that song yeah. does not overstay its welcome. It changes. It, it changes like throughout, and then it's done. The only thing that is different is that you don't have the bass line in the first verse, and then you have it. The only other thing that you can bring up is that it has a relation to "Paperback Writer" by the Beatles. I really like it. It's a good Paul McCartney song, and like the bass in that song is crazy. Yeah, it's one of the, like the best recorded bass lines from the whole Beatles career, and it's really melodic and it moves a lot. And it has the song has a really incredible vocal track. I mean, I hear that vocal track, like the end of the chorus vocal track. Like just even when I read the title of this song, I hear that mm-hmm. like paperback, paperback. <laughs> You know, like, it's such yeah. a cool harmony there at the end. And, like, that's immediately there. And I even went back and listened to this song thinking, like, okay, maybe there's some part of Paperback Writer that is here that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And I also searched around to see, like, uh, is, there a, is there an interpolation of the chords? And there's just not. No, I think that he had Paper Bag. And then when they, then they put Writer at the end as a joke. And it it's a little funny, but... That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been thinking about that since we talked uh, last time about 
we would show scatterbrain or you think you like you'd show scatterbrain to someone who thinks that radiohead just does joke songs because for me like they've always been such a serious band but i realize yeah. more and more like they're not serious they do just do a lot of jokes or like british humor <laughs> yeah jokes that make them laugh maybe yeah i have to look at their whole catalog a bit differently i mean like even paranoid android is almost a joke song it, they're not funny jokes though yeah <laughs> but yeah no they are some of them are jokes right so. they just want to humor themselves it's funny though this is one of the better tracks on this ep <laughs> it it didn't make me upset Right. right. That's, <laughs> <laughs> believe me, we're going to get there. <laughs> I was like not angry at having looked at this. I mean, like I didn't really look at this. I, like I played along and sang the first verse just to see like, okay, where, is each, where are the changes? Uh, is there anything interesting about this vocal melody when I try and sing it myself? And no. Yeah. I think what's so frustrating about this era is that we're not getting these connections to other exciting art projects, mm-hmm. whether it be like books or other bands. Like they feel very isolated right now, where, you know, obviously there's a Beatles reference in the title, but there's no like musical inspiration from the Beatles in that song. This just feels like, yeah, an idea he had on his laptop, and they played around with it, and then... I blame L.A. <laughs> yeah. Let's blame L.A., yeah. I think. Let's just, like, yeah, I just put everything on Los Angeles. I've never really been there, so I can just okay. have, like, bad impressions of it from afar. Oh, it's a wild place. It is... Uh, I've never been in a place where, like, if you're rich in L.A., LA is just about perfect. And then if you're not rich, then it's really ugly. Yeah, that sounds about what I thought about it. Okay. I don't, I don't want to, you know, take a crap on California, just Los Angeles. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think they can handle it. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't care what I... <laughs> yeah, they don't really... All yeah. right, let's get on to the next Yeah, let's song. just keep going. I don't think there's a second title to these B-sides, fortunately. I didn't find any... There is a second title to the EP, which is, which is 2 plus 2 equals 5. Is 5. 2 plus 2 is 5? Is what I found. Oh. 2 plus 2 is 5. All right, so let's move on to I Am a Wicked Child. Speaking of another Beatles reference, the Mother Mary came to me is has to be a direct inspiration from Let It Be. Yeah, I just went and played that song in the end because, like, I tried. (laughs) I mean, come to me. You know, ah, my goodness gracious, this song made me so upset. (sighs) I don't like this song at all, and it's baffling that this got out. 
I don't even know what this is. Like, this is one of those songs where it's just, it's a little chord sequence and there's like a harmonica in it. Right? Uh, yeah. And like, apparently like live, sometimes Johnny even played it on the banjo. But is there anything interesting about this song? There's nothing redeeming about this song. This is like maybe three weekend guitar lesson sort of riff. Right, like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's... I learned that, like, yeah, the third week too. of playing guitar. And to, like, re-encounter it here. <laughs> and, you know, Radiohead, at this point in their career, putting out a song with that riff. I mean, like, that's just a basic blues beginning guitar riff. I was just... I thought, what is going... Like, what are they doing? It might, a good question might be what song we dislike the most on this EP. And so I can say that this isn't the bottom. Like there's another song that irritates me oh. far more than this one. I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, this one is just so boring. I guess it was conceived during the Kid A sessions. And if I remember correctly, it was even on one of the webcasts that they did. Yeah, you're right. I read that, that it's on one of the webcasts. But, you know, some of these B-sides that even I didn't like before, it was like, oh, we're stretching. We're trying something strange that we don't quite understand. And a lot of these don't feel like that. <laughs> this feels like, a, a, well, I guess we should just get rid of this one, you know. There's, there's nothing innovative. There's nothing new. Maybe it was fun to play in the blues tradition you know they really haven't done that before maybe johnny just like really was into the harmonica you know johnny actually plays harmonica on a pavement album on terror twilight which is a pretty good album that is a good and album he plays harmonica on that yeah because nigel godrich recorded it like mm -hmm. he produced that album which is super weird for pavement and then johnny's on one of the songs playing harmonica and so maybe that's the only redeeming thing about this song is that it's just Johnny gets to play the harmonica. The song, the lyrics are so bad. Are they bad? They're bad. Really... They're just bad. I mean, like it's if we're doing a blues song, I mean, like there's these are typical like blues lyrics. I really like blues, actually. I mean, we've talked about how like I've grown to jazz. I've always liked blues. You know, and like these are typical blues lyrics, but like it's usually sung by a person who at least tries to say like, I am a wicked child or like I'm not kept to the straight and narrow, right? Like they're talking about repentance or something like that. There's like a really Christian flavor to it, especially in how they sing it. Tom is just not giving that. Yeah, I mean, great blues. You can feel the like emotion coming from every, you know, a lot of the blues songs are pretty simple. It's how... It's how you sing it and how you play it. Right, right. I mean, like, that's what I like about the blues. Is it can be really simple, and it's all about, like, what you do with that, like, the style and the voice that you bring to that. And, like, this just feels lazy. Like, I don't, you know, like, I'm not going to go and, like, see if, like, B.B. King or somebody, like, really believes in Jesus. I think he did, and, like, most of them do. It doesn't really matter. Like, in the song, they make you believe that they do. Right. Yeah. Or like that's their last salvation or something like that. That's what I like about that, even though I don't like Christian music or something. A real blues singer, this last line, send baby Jesus to radiate his light. Like you would feel that even if you're not Christian. We've made this song even worse in my mind. 
that <laughs> this is my discussion. goal i like I, this song like was so upsetting <laughs> <laughs> it's still not my least favorite but we'll get there oh you're just dropping that foreshadowing nick yep <laughs> just dropping it then let's just keep rolling here all right the next one is i am citizen insane So, okay. Nick, this song is not in the chord book. That's right. Did you learn it? <laughs> no, not even a little bit. I mean, I looked around online for like the different chords and I was like, mm, okay, I mean, like, this is just why. Why would I do this? Yeah. Like, As a like instrumental track, though, I don't hate this song. It doesn't annoy me like a future song will on this EP. Um, I can have this song on in the background and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. That's about the nicest thing I can say about it. It once again is too long. It's really too long. I mean, like I did, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I like, I just, I started listening to it and I think, okay, I have the idea. What do you think about this song? I think nothing about it. You can look up things. You can see like the lyrics are on the cover and of Amnesiac, so this is an old idea. There's like a loop that you can listen to on the Citizen Insane website, which is yeah. It's interesting that that website that is like sort of this compendium of uh, Radiohead uh, detritus and so forth is Citizen Insane. I mean, it's interest. You know, it's always interesting to select what songs like different fans latch onto as like sort of an identity identity. This has come up before in this podcast, this idea that Radiohead like has ideas that they just can't let go of. And then yeah. they just put them out at some point. Like either they perfect them and spend a lot of time with them, or they just eventually just like put it out or whatever. Radiohead take a lot of care in what they do release usually. They don't release a lot of stuff, which is I guess what makes this EP so strange. Cause there are deluxe editions of albums that have, you know, you know, 10 different takes of one song. Radiohead's deluxe albums don't, you know. Have you been listening to um, Bjork's like podcast where she's going through all of her releases? And like, no, they're, ta they're like talking about the songs and then like you're listening to different versions of the songs. It's fascinating. I mean, I don't know how much you like Bjork. I really like Bjork. I love Bjork, but I mean, I need, but I, that sounds good. Cause I feel like I'm very like, set with like two or three Bjork albums. Yeah, it's fascinating to like listen to her like kind of talk through and go through the whole catalog. Because I love Homogenic, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's and Homogenic then, is like one of my top ten albums. And I also really liked Medulla and Vespertine I do like a lot. I like Post. Okay, so I like a lot of I, I like more than two or three. And Debut has pretty good songs on it. I need to listen to this podcast. I'm already more excited about this podcast than finishing the rest of this EP. Yeah, yeah. We're digressing. We're getting away from... I know, um, we are. You know, I think that what we're struggling here is the our method of learning every song. This does not help us appreciate these tracks at all. Right. You know, we're upset because there's nothing here. But... 
that's okay if you're just having it on, you know, a random playlist sometime mm-hmm. and you only listen to it once every five years. We still are allowed to be upset with it <laughs> or just disappointed, you know. I'm like, like I'm not upset with this song. I just... I'm not upset with it either. This is one of the ones I said I wasn't upset with. (laughs) I just don't know, like, why I had to, like, sit down and listen to it again. Yeah. All right. We got to pull ourselves out. Yeah. Are we going to? We haven't even gotten to the song that you don't like. I know. All right. The next song is Gagging Order. This is a pretty good song. Uh, okay. Continue. I Continue. I don't know if it's just the, like, finding this buried in the Calm Lag EP is just gives me a little hope. But this feels like a, a not only like a, a just a gem of a B-side, but like a Ben's era B-side of just Tom playing. It just has a very gorgeous melody. And a beautiful vocal from Tom. I think the lyrics are really good. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not your property. So it's literally about a gagging order that was imposed on Tom. When he sings Move Along, there's such a, you know, he sounds so resigned. You know, think about the opposite of like how he was on I Am A Child. Like this is a song where he really embodies this song. And I think that if you are the kind of person who loves Ben's era Tom York, you can look upon this song and and be like, oh my God, like there it is. All of a sudden, there's this just really beautiful acoustic guitar song that's a little strange, um, mostly because of the tuning and the way that it moves around. You know, he has his beautiful voice back, the one that he you know, says he hated and never wanted to use again. And it's right here. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, I mean, my problem with this song is maybe around junior year of college or after this album came out, but I didn't listen to this EP that much. Like I had my, like for many people, typical college experience where you listen to like college rock and it's just, or it's just like a lot of like singer songwriters on their acoustic guitars, like doing their pull offs, you know, like, you know, and their hammer ons yeah. and stuff like that, and like open chord tunings. And for me, that's just, it's not different enough from, you know, what I now see as like very mediocre sort of like coffeehouse music. For me, like the lyrics are just sort of too. Like once I read, especially once I read that it was out of, about a literal gagging order, like I didn't find that much depth in the lyrics. Like if I compare these lyrics to the trickster, there's like a mystery to the trickster lyrics. There's like this sort of like, I don't know what's going on, but it's like scary and also affecting and sad. 
and I can see it. It's like very imagistic. And this is just sort of like too on the nose. Like there's not enough poetry in the lyrics for me to like latch on to. I do like the chord progression. The... I mean, I like that, but like I've heard that in many uh, dashboard confessional songs, like how that goes <laughs> down, right? Like that's okay. not that's not new if you listen to Dashboard Confessional's new out al- first album. And yeah, like Tom's voice is better. Ah, it just didn't do it for me. Like it was it was nice to sit around and like Austin, this is the best song on the EP, and you're trashing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not. Well, yeah. <laughs> This is all there is, Austin. This is all you're going to get for this EP. I know. (laughs) I know. I mean, like, I told you in advance that, like, it was going to be good slash horrible. I mean, because, you know, like, because I can see, like, I can read around. This song has one of the highest ratings of, like, the whole era. Like, the only songs from Reddit that are higher are Where I End and You Begin, which is, like, astounding. They're there in Wolf at the Door. Are the only songs that are, like, higher than this, you know, like, a fan ratings on Reddit. It's not enough new. There's not enough, like, of a Radiohead stamp. If I compare it to Fake Plastic Trees. You have this, uh... You start with that A. And then they... Like, that, that change is... It's singer-songwriter, but there's something, like, so Radiohead about that, like, A to the A with the F. Like, it's not a, like, it's, they don't go to an, they don't go to an F minor chord, but stay there. Like, there's just something about that voicing that's very Radiohead. Whereas, like, the voicings of this, even though it's a different tuning, like, I've, I've not seen this tuning before, but I know I've heard it. Different. It's just not different enough, and I, I love his voice. Is beautiful. I agree with you. That's not enough for me to be like, ah, I like this song. I agree that comparing it to fake plastic trees, it doesn't quite hold up. I will give you that. Okay, I'm gonna try one more time. Do it. I think first two is pretty magical. You know, a couple more for breakfast, a little more for tea, just to take the edge off. Move along. There's nothing left to see. You know, it's just a body. You know, he's so resigned. He's gotten rid of himself. You know, as far as the chords are concerned, this is not a complete song. This is a demo. You know, comparing it to established Ben's era songs is not going to work. But as far as a capturing a snapshot, you know, comparing it to um, You Never Wash Up After Yourself or something like that. Tom York singing in this way is never going to get old. And especially when he kind of, when he means it, when he's actually trying to sing. And I think that you get a, a really excellent vocal here with a song that is not their best song, but it's a, it's a pretty good song. And it sounds like a, a ray of sunshine in the Hail to the Thief era. It sticks out even more than it would on other albums. That's all I got. <laughs> For me, it signals that Tom can't do that anymore. At this point in their career, Tom is not going to go back to like what he was doing for Pablo Honey, Radiohead, and some of the OK Computer songs. Like, 
he like almost can't do it anymore. Especially because like when he realizes this is a response to an actual gagging order, and he goes, he, like he maybe went back to like what was most comfortable, but it's just he can't do it anymore. He's moved on. Like this is post Kid A Amnesiac era. They're out of that dead end that they'd gotten to with OK Computer in terms of that's this sort of songwriting. It's too late. It's we're we're past this. Mm. Wow, that's cold, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Come at me. Like <laughs> All right. Well, I did my best. Yeah. Um You tried. I mean like I tried. I tried. And we got one more original song here. Where bluebirds fly. This might be my least favorite Radiohead song. I would take Papa's Dead over this. Wow. Yeah, actually, I think I would too. Yeah. this This song irritates me. In a way that I will never get over. That when it is on, I am angry. And maybe that's what they were trying to do. This song points to one reason why when King of Limbs came out, I was just like, I cannot listen to this album because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Because I'm a, I'm kind of a nervous person. And it's like this program, this side of the band it hits some nerve in me where I just get agitated. And it's like this song was created to agitate me. I guess it might have been fun to make. And they played, they didn't play it live, but they, I feel like they used it in their concerts as sort of pre, like when they're coming onto the stage. Yeah, right. I mean, just in videos, I was not at one of these era concerts. I haven't been to a concert since uh, Amnesiac. Okay. I, I went to a Hail to the Thief era concert. Uh-huh. And during... <laughs> which, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good concert. But, you know, totally during the the gloaming, their machines got off base, you know, like the one computer broke or something. And it took them, like, multiple minutes to fix it. And the agitation in the crowd was just palpable yeah. of like, you're wasting our time with these computers, you know, and I'm someone who loves Kid A. Like, I love it when they go out there. I don't need guitars. I don't need, you know, right. everything. But there's something about the way that they constructed some of these beats for Hail to the Thief era songs I don't know if it's the sampler they were using or what, but it really doesn't work for me. And but nothing is as bad as this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I find that I find that interesting. It's like, I mean, what I'm getting from this is that Radiohead just has sort of is multifaceted, right? It has many faces. Yes. And like the face that I dislike the most of Radiohead is the jam band. Jam band is maybe like whenever they try and imitate can, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> like dollars and cents or something like that. Yeah. Or when they're just like, you know, being sort of lazy with blues riffs, like with go to sleep or I want, I'm a wicked child. This song doesn't bother me that much. I find it pretty bad. I'm a wicked child makes me much more upset. 
Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Like this song, yeah. If this song comes on, I just immediately turn it off. Like I'm not a I can't I'm not a nervous person, I guess. You're pretty chill, yeah. You you manage to stay chill. Yeah, time, I can right? I'm pretty chill and so like this doesn't bother me. Like so it's i but it's just fascinating. Like you don't yeah. like I would rather he have have this than like um follow me around. Oh, no way. I would I'd listen to follow me around a bunch of times. <laughs> I can't I can't even like get past the first minute of that song. I guess fortunately it's the last track on the EP. Yeah. So they sort of knew that it was a disaster. I mean it's just a toss off. Like it's even more of a yeah. toss off than I am citizen insane. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, we got through that. Um let's talk a little bit about some of the other songs on this EP. Okay. Um do you have any opinion about the live version of two plus two equals five? No, other than it doesn't it doesn't really open up anything for me. There's sometimes where you can like encounter live versions of songs where you're like, ah, they just didn't record this well. Yeah. Where and you know, like I mean, Radio is working with Nigel Godridge. They're gonna record it like they want to record it. I didn't feel anything extra special with it. So remixatosis. This this kind of infuriates me. <laughs> yeah, it's well. I mean, like, it's just it's um, an unnecessary. Right. They took away every good part of the song. Well, well, for me, like, yeah, they took away the one good part of the song, which is like the bass line and or mm-hmm. Ed uh, with a octave shifter. <laughs> okay. The I will Los Angeles version. We already talked about. I'm okay with it. You're not a fan. No, I just want the version that's on Hail to the Thief. Okay, the Scatterbrain, the Fortet remix. I am okay with this one. I like it, yeah. Like, this really does feel like a different side of the song, and it's it's really interesting. Well, I mean, because it's originally a good song. All right, let's move on to the Fog again, the live version. So, we have experienced now three different versions of fog yeah they they love putting this one out they (laughs) i listened to all three of them again so there's the the b-side version that was released during the amnesiac era yeah i believe that was on the knives out single right then there's the version on kid amnesia that is Pretty, it, that is a little different than the other one. And then now we get this piano-only version that was recorded live by Tom. I still can't figure out if I like any of the versions better than the other ones. Yeah, I mean, like... Ugh. I like them all. Like, I like this song. I think it's it's really interesting on piano, and I'm really glad we have it. But I can't even say that this is my favorite version of it. It's a good song. I mean, it's it's more than a decent song. I like it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I like this song, but if we if we were forced to create lists of songs of which I want different versions, I mean, like Fog is not in the top thirty. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Like I don't I yeah. don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like about this with this whole EP, I don't get it. Like, why this song from the Amnesiac era suddenly appearing again? Yeah. I I think it's pretty, you know, they had it. I'm glad it came out. 
Yeah, I mean, um, like maybe there was a really big. But I think big... the B side version is still the best. Yeah, sure. It might, sure. It might be B side, Kid Amnesia, and then this live version. I don't know. That's how I would put it. All right, let's. So, needless to say, this is a pretty disappointing EP. It's worse than obviously Ben's era B sides and Amnesiac era B sides and OK Computer B sides. So we're back in Pablo Honey era. And I like Pablo. I like some of the Pablo Honey era B-sides better than this just because they're kind of fun. Okay. I think Gagging Order towers over the Pablo Honey B-sides. Towers but... is a very strong verb. <laughs> <laughs> I will fight for Gagging Order. I won't fight for any of the rest of this song. <laughs> But I will fight for this song. All right, and now, so we're going to set the Gomlag EP far away from us. <laughs> the last song that we need to talk about is I Want None of This. And so it was actually released on the War Child charity album called Help A Day in the Life right. in 2005. It's not quite a single. It's not a B-side, technically. It was just put on this album and it's just tom i mean like even in the chord book it's just like words and music by tom york thomas york thomas york (laughs) it does say thomas york in the chord book that's weird yeah this is pretty tough for me i'm not a huge fan of this and it's really slow it's cut like two measures off of every chord change and it's a better song (laughs) that's true you know yeah no it's true it like takes forever like i mean you know like if you were learn to play it right you know, you're just like playing this chord forever. And then you change finally to the G minor. And then you're there for a, you're an eternity. Yeah. And then you have the A7. You know, which is like, they're nice, like it's nice chords. It's what, you know, fine chords, too slow. I think we are done with that. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> that was let's quick. Into, that was quick. Yeah, let's get yeah, let's get into the hail to the thief discussion time in our best of. All right. Drag him out. So the first one is the Creep Award, which is the best song on the album. This is easy, right? Oh my god. This yeah, is easy. There's no I mean there's not even like a discussion. <laughs> no, this is there there. And I would not have said that before we started this. I would not have either. I would thought maybe think, like it would have been Wolf at the Door or something just because I remembered it. I thought it would be Wolf at the Door too. Okay. And I like a Wolf at the Door, but there there just towers over the rest of these songs. It should just be on a, it should be on a different album. But then I wouldn't want to listen to this album ever again. Yeah. <laughs> It's everything. It's it's well produced. It is an amazing set of lyric. It's the best set of lyrics on the whole album by far. Yeah. And the music is wild. It is a song that progresses. It doesn't just start off quiet and then get loud. It as the song moves on, it, you go through different sections and it still feels like the same song. 
Um, the beat is incredible. A lot of that is just Phil. But then, you know, when they do it live, you know, Johnny and Ed are, are playing drums too. Mm -hmm. I do think that this is a better version of Optimistic, even though I really do like Optimistic. But I think they just nailed all of those ideas better here. Yeah, I mean, for me, as someone who hates Optimistic, <laughs> this is just like, this should be where Optimistic is. I thought about this. I don't know. It's just, it is an amazing song. And it's it's also one of the first songs I think maybe ever where I've, you know, you read to in the guitar for chords that you could play otherwise. Right? Like you could play the, you could, you could play these chords normally. It just doesn't sound the same. It's like the first time it really opened up my mind to like, ah, oh, you really need to tune the guitar differently. It's that B. It's the B like it, you know, because that's the whole center of the song. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. It does, you have to retune. And I think that, you know, hearing Johnny play those lead lines at the end just feels so comforting. Yeah. After all this time, like they really nailed the ending. I, there's not even one that I would come close no, to. No, not even close. Is the best. So, I mean, I, but I, knew, I knew we were going to, I mean, it was just like, I know. Like one, it speaks to how great the song is, and speaks to how that's not true. great the album is. That is just obvious. Okay, blowout okay. is which is our otherwise favorite song. <laughs> yeah, no, this gets to a great discussion. You know, there, there's my favorite song on the album. It's the one I am. I look forward to the most. I mean, I have a couple other songs that I do like. You know, I do like Scatterbrain. I do like Wolf at the Door. And I like Mixmatosis, and I will. But they're there, yeah. It's just, it. it is, it's pretty incredible. I think just to, I mean, like, because I just thought about it, that I have to have a different one. I would just say I will is my otherwise okay. favorite. Otherwise favorite. Okay, my otherwise favorite would be Scatterbrain. Okay. Yeah, I mean, God, do you remember how hard that was on, like, Kid A and OK Computer yeah. to, like... <laughs> I don't even, there's like eight songs on each album where I'd be like, well, I could pick any of these and I would feel good about right, it. Right, and I would feel bad about leaving the other ones out. No, I, I wanted to have a different best and a different favorite just so I could enthuse about these songs that I loved so much. Right. So now we move on to I Can't. Believe how good this song is. For me, that would be Scatterbrain. Just because I, yeah. I... Yeah, I mean, like, I'd paid even less attention to it than They're There in my memory, right? I mean, like, I think I just, my memory of this album was tainted. Scatterbrain's a good song in both versions, in both iterations that we have. Yeah, that's right. It's true. Um, which is, I think just shows you that it's a good song. If we're talking about the, like, I can't believe how good this song is in relation to, like, playing it, it's on, honestly, it would probably be There, There again. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I knew I liked that song, but playing it on guitar made me be like, oh my God. The only other one was Scatterbrain. Scatterbrain is the one where I didn't think about that song. And now I would totally highlight that song as one of the best on the album. And just to like nail it home, none of them... <laughs> came before they're there on this album in its sequencing. 
Who did this? Who put these songs in order? I will stand by that the first half of this album is bafflingly put together. It doesn't help that I dislike a number of these songs. <laughs> like Sit Down, Stand Up, and Go to Sleep. I've already forgotten them. <laughs> yeah, I know. In Backdrifts, I totally defended that song, and now I'm like, I don't really ever want to hear that song again. <laughs> I'm trying to record it, you know, for like for segments, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, do I have to play that song again? Before the ninth track on the album. I like every song from there, there on. You don't no. as much, but no. I really, really do. Um, all right, we have one last, the B-Side Award, which, what was that named after? What, Million Dollar? Yeah, Million Dollar Question. What do you got, Austin? <laughs> Can I not pick Scatterbrain... Fortet remix. That's my. You can pick that. That's fine. Let's just do that. I mean, because I okay. I can't make a case for liking any of the other ones. I would pick Gagging Order, obviously. We've said a lot of really negative things about Hail to the Thief today. I don't know if we need to sum up our thoughts. Well, I think before Hail to the Thief, like, the question of my favorite band was easy. It was Radiohead. Like, who's your favorite band? Radiohead. You know, like, favorite album, like, d- depends on when you're asking me. Like, mm-hmm. OK Computer, Amnesiac, or Kid A. But then, like, after I hailed to the thief, like, my answer became not Radiohead for a little bit. You know, like, it became Wolf Parade or, like, Arcade Fire came with Funeral, which is, like, I guess, like, you know... Maybe we don't supposed to like Arcade Fire that much anymore after <laughs> these allegations. Hey, they're, 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 they were probably okay at that. Point. Yeah, at that yeah. at that point they were fine. <laughs> like, you know, you know, like or Spoon. Like I got into Spoon or um, yeah. You know, like you get into like I got into older bands again, like Pixies or Pavement or Bjork or Portishead. Like it's just you know like. I feel like it flooded up. Like, I mean, this album was bad. It's like, mediocre enough to, like, it, like it released a stranglehold on, like, what I really liked. And I realized like, it expanded out as to what I really liked in terms of music. That's a really good way to put it. I think that... I don't think it's a bad album. I do think that it broke the spell for me because it it went from this band that was magical to... I don't really like, you know, the first half of this album. Yeah, they're human. And so it, yeah. yeah, they're human and that's okay. And maybe this is what we needed. There's nowhere you can go after, you know, Kid A Amnesiac. I do still have very positive memories of In Rainbows, but it, I, I definitely went and obsessed about other things during this time. In the combination of the way this project is, is a terrible way to go through this album, uh, learning each song on guitar, because it's not, as you have said, it's not really a guitar album. It's, it's, you know, there's some interesting guitar lines that are in a number of songs, but as far as le- understanding the songs, the guitar hasn't been as helpful this time. You know, maybe if we were a drum podcast, it would be more fun. Or a programming, you know, like a music programming podcast. Probably, like, yeah. there's very interesting things going on. But isn't that, in- I mean, like, it's just interesting, like, even when you think about that Stephen Hyden book, right? Like, 
This album, Hail to the Thief, was heralded and is remembered as a return to guitar rock for Radiohead. Whereas, like, I mean, there's there's so much more guitar in Kid A and Amnesiac. I mean, there's guitar here. It's just it's incidental. It's like it's like yeah. this is the instruments that we play, so we're gonna keep playing them. It's not music for guitar. Well, I'm really interested to see how it goes from here. We're gonna need some more time before we get to in rainbows. Um, but I don't know if I could do another season where I felt like this. No, I mean, like I time. know that I know that in rainbows is coming, and I'm very excited about it. Otherwise, I'd be like, ah, Nick, what are we doing? <laughs> 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 We have to make it through, Austin. We got to make it through this. We said we were going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're halfway through the chord book. We, you know, we have to do it. I'm going to go play in Rainbow. Yeah, right I haven't now. listened I to it yet. Like I haven't either. I wanted and to nod in my head it, while we were recording any of this. Last season, at the end, I was like, I don't even want to listen to the I'm so, I'm so concerned. And we were sort of right. And But now I feel excited again. It's like, oh, yeah, in Rainbows. Let's do it. Yeah. It's coming. Okay. It's like even like when you go to like the, the 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 music for I want none of this. It's like you just have in rainbows on the next page, <laughs> and I'm just like, like I, I just like I just like I just like petted it. I'm like you're coming. Patience, patience. I know. <laughs> like, it's coming. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we'll say so long. And see you next season. All the songs on the Anyone Can Play Guitar podcast are by Radiohead and performed by Nick Kendallsberger and Austin Diaz. Mm-hmm.